Hi everyone, I'm your host, Sam Evans, and welcome to Lifestyle Redesigned, the podcast. Every week I interview both entrepreneurs and travelers about their success stories and how they made their dream lives into reality. Whether you're someone who has always wanted to travel but doesn't know where to start, an aspiring entrepreneur looking to build a thriving business, or anyone in between, our guests will share their experiences and insights on how they've succeeded at living what I like to call the unconventional life. So get ready to be inspired as we explore the stories of those who have successfully redesigned their lives. In today's episode, I'd like to introduce Alexander Jimenez, founder of Travel Fashion Girl, where she teaches female travelers how to pack in a light, stylish, and efficient way. Most recently, she acquired Women's Travel Fest, an annual conference that aims to empower women through travel, community, and connection. When she's not working on her travel businesses, Alex is growing her real estate portfolio, which includes several Airbnbs in addition to traditional rental properties. Throughout this episode, we will be talking about her incredible journey from leaving her corporate job in the fashion industry to starting her own company, the initial challenges and rewards of transitioning careers, the keys to growing her community into a financially successful venture, her vision for the future of Women's Travel Fest, and how she's managing to balance it all. So with all that said, thank you so much for being on and welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Sam, for having me. I mean, I'm exhausted just hearing that. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited about um, getting a chance to be here with you and chatting about it all. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. I know when I was writing that list, I'm like, she really is doing it all out here. And it's it's super impressive. But obviously, we can get into all those details in the show. But before we sort of get into everything, I'd love for everyone to learn more about your journey, especially the part of your journey where you left your corporate job in the fashion industry to start traveling and start your own company and Yeah, a little bit about yourself. I used to work in the fashion industry and I loved it. It was everything I always wanted to do since I was little. That's all I just planned for my entire life. And one day just ended up quitting, planning to quit my job kind of out of nowhere, but it was literally like the idea had been brewing for a while. Like I was obsessed with my like super obsessed with my career. Like that's not like, that's all I ever wanted. I wanted to learn fashion industry. I wanted to climb up the corporate ladder. I just loved it so much, but the company I was working for, and if anybody's has had a corporate job, wasn't really valuing me as, you know, my work and basically started pushing me out of my position, which was kind of a slap in the face. So I ended up quitting and I took three months off to travel And on those three months, I just like, it completely changed my life. Mm. I didn't know anything about traveling. I was, I did some, like, I didn't solo travel because I didn't know that you could. It wasn't really talked about like over a decade ago. It wasn't really talked about. It wasn't really a thing. Like the movie Hostel had just come out. Right. (laughs) Probably, I don't know how many years before that, but that's, that's the only basically knowledge of the word hostel. I think Americans probably had at the time. So I just started, I joined tour groups and I was like the youngest, like solo, like random girl just on that, like the tour groups. And that's how I started. And I went and I fell in love with the, with everything. And I, I just, that's it. Like I literally never went back to my normal life again. It's just, yeah. it's, I can't believe it's been such a long journey from that one decision to take right. three months off to travel. Right. That I feel like that's a perfect way to put it because travel, 
Like anybody that hasn't traveled or is thinking about it, it's, it is not an understatement to say that it changes your life. There's nothing like it. There's nothing else that you can do in your entire life that will be equivalent to the like value of travel. So after you had come home, what made you want to start your own company and what were your initial thoughts behind Travel Fashion Girl? I never came back home. (laughs) So I literally just kept going. I was, well, I'm 26. Well, actually, no, it was not. I think I was 25. I don't know how old I was. Mm. I think it was like, I'm 25. I'm single. I don't have, I'm in a relationship, but it's not like that serious. I don't have a mortgage. I mean, I'll just rent my car on Facebook. Right. And I just like literally took off. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go and I'm just going to, travel. And at first I was just like going on trips. Like those three months, I just, I'm like, I went on more tour groups. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to do this again. I'm now going to go like at that point, I've been to Europe and India and Central America. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to, I want to go to all the world wonders. So I started booking trips the rest of the year to go see all of the world wonders, which I saw all of them that year, except the wall of China, which I still haven't seen. (laughs) And so, and then that was sort of a year long journey and like exactly one year later, I kind of, at that point, I'd met these people from other countries, like from out of the U.S. who did gap years mm-hmm. and who were, and I, I finally stayed at a hostel. I'd now, I'd gotten a chance to, outside of the tour groups, really kind of get a, little, a better understanding about travel and get more confidence. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do a gap year. I'm going to do around the world solo back, back, backpacking trip. So like on January 9th or something, I sent a message to all my friends and I'm like, Hey, I mean, one year from now, I'm going to do this. If anybody wants to go, this is my plan. This is where I'm going. And of course, nobody came along, which is, I'm so glad. I am so glad nobody actually ever traveled with me. And then nobody took me up on that opportunity because exactly one year later, I was jumping on my one way around the world ticket after like literally though, the the, the weird thing is though, I never actually went back home though at that point, because the job that I got to save money to take that backpacking trip was, I was still traveling around the U S so I was still traveling just in the country, earning money, saving money to go on the backpacking trip. And I went on the backpacking trip and then I met somebody on that trip. So we kept on traveling and never really went back to a normal life. We just kept on living together like perpetual travelers. At that point, just going home, working, saving money, traveling, going home, working, saving money. So it was just a lot of going back for small periods of time for one to six months doing seasonal jobs and then taking off until money ran out, basically. Yeah. So at what point in that journey did you start Travel Fashion Girl? It was five years into it. I'd already been traveling five years. I'd been, I'd already been to like over 30 countries. It was awesome. It was fantastic. But because I was traveling long-term, I was also super tired of picking up my backpack. You know how it is. I mean, it's exhausting after a while. Okay. Packing, repacking, packing, repacking. Right. And I remember I'd see guys just with these little bags running across the train station and just nothing, no big deal. And I wanted to do that. And yeah. it was actually, I'd met this guy. I was in, I was backpacking Southeast Asia and I met this guy in Malaysia who I then went on a motorbike adventure with him through Thailand. I'd literally, he's, you want to go with me? I'm like, okay. So I jumped on the back of his motorbike. And of course I couldn't bring my big old backpack. So I packed just like enough stuff in my day pack, 
left my big backpack in the hostel in Phuket and then just went with him on the motorbike. And it was amazing because I was traveling. It was like we were camping or doing random. I don't even know where we were staying. We we're like camping along the coast of Thai, of the from Phuket to the north of like northern coast of Thailand. And I didn't need anything like I needed. I didn't really need anything more than what was in my day pack. So I kind of got a taste for that. And then I spent the rest of my like I spent like a year trying to figure out how to travel carry on. So that was sort of the journey. And I didn't start the blog with the intention of making it a business. See, like that was super different because now a website you can make money on, right? Right. But you know that. <laughs> but back then it was just like, oh, I've got to tell people. I've got to keep people from making my mistake because I'd meet other girls at hostels. And we were just, I was just like, I was just having this conversation with people and say, I'd interview them essentially. What did you pack? What did you think? What did you bring? What did you not bring? And everybody kind of was not happy with their packing. So I'm like, I have to get the word out there. And I started working on this website. And so it was sort of, it was a while after my travel journey and after starting the blog that I actually turned it properly into a business. And so what was that process when you came to the realization of, okay, this is something more? So I was, it was about a year after starting the, the website. And at that point, I already had 100,000 monthly visitors and I was monetizing it through sponsored posts. And I had started monetizing it through affiliate income, but I wasn't really focused on it full time. I was doing it because I love doing it. But my focus is always, was always my travel. Like travel yeah. was always priority. The blog was like a hobby. So I was just doing it secondary. So it came down to, I got offered a job that I've been wanting to for a long time. I've been wanting for a long time. I finally, like essentially the job, like the job that I quit when I quit my job, the job that I wanted to get, I was off six years later. <laughs> Once I'd already been traveling, I had traveled fashion girl for a year and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited. But this means that I'm not going to travel right now. Like this is kind of like a turning point. I had to make a decision and I gave, I said, no. I was like, I said, I can't. I'm like, you know what? I'm wow. going to try this. I'm going to try this blog. I've seen people make money on websites. I'm like, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm like, what if I just tried? What's the worst that can happen? You know what I mean? So I did. And it really took off. It, I think yeah. it was already taking off, but because I wasn't doing it purposeful, purposely, I guess, so purposefully, right. <laughs> that it didn't really, I wasn't looking at it that way. But no, it, it took off very quickly. And we were, I think 20, like, it's like two years later after I started, it was when I had like my first $10,000. I was like making $10,000 a month at yeah. that point, kind of like in the journey. So it kind of was pretty substantial, I think, for such an early, early on. Yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds like it. It sounds you almost cracked the code by accident. You kind of just started it as a hobby. And I think that whenever I interview guests on the show, it's so interesting to hear like how people started their business, because some people will say that they've been planning it for 10 years. They had this like meticulous. This is the business plan for the next five years, 10 year plan, all of that sort of stuff. And then other people are like, well, it just kind of happened. I turned my hobby into a career. I don't even know how I did it, but here we are. And I think both avenues are obviously whatever works. It, it's an individual process when it comes to starting a business. But I think it's really cool to know that you don't necessarily have to have the next 10 years planned out in order for your business to become successful. Yeah. Like that's, 
It, it's true. And I think just kind of, I think that's where what's really been kind of awesome about this journey. Well, I've always, I, as a kid, like I said, I've always wanted to work in the fashion industry, but in right. my head, like I always had a dream of opening up a retail store. And I had this like retail store concept that I came up with and created the business plan for it, fit them and everything. So it, I wanted, I knew I wanted my business. I was always very business minded, even as a kid. But I didn't, and I think maybe I accidentally, like I would still, maybe when I started the blog, I was kind of looking at it still with a business, like business eyes, but not really thinking about it. Yeah. And it's really been organic. And as it's become very viable, it's now it's when you can plan only so much, but I think as the past few years have shown us really, it's, you've got to, you've got to be able to pivot. Yeah. Because if not, you just, there's like a traveler, you know what I mean? If you book a one-way trip, it's okay. Well, what's going to happen? You kind of have to, for me, and I guess maybe not everybody, but for me, I guess I approached the blog then. And even now, and I'm actually at a really big turning point right now as well. Um, the same way I approach travel, it's like book a one-way ticket and see what happens. Like mm-hmm. where's the journey going to take you? You know what I mean? And nothing really, I, I, I think I've had an idea of what I'd want, But three years ago, like we all had to get it together and figure it out. And now in, I know right now where I am with my business right now, again, total turning point. Women's Travel Fest aside, just speaking of Travel Fashion Girl, we actually got hit really recently. I haven't spoken about it publicly yet. Mm -hmm. I will be (laughs) starting to talk about it publicly soon, but we actually got hit really hard. So with, with affiliates, because the affiliates is, was the majority of the revenue for a a decade. So now that's not, I'm not sure that affiliate income is going to be viable anymore. So it's just, Oh, wow. So what happens now? So my team and I, this morning, we're just exploring those, but I think that's kind of the beauty of it. It's just, it's, it's okay. Well, it's kind of like a limitless mindset. Mm. Kind of just, it's just like, okay, well, this happened and this really sucks and it's not easy and it's really quite depressing and very frustrating. But okay, well, what do we do? Right. Let's move forward. Right? What right. are we going to do? And just having the ability to kind of pivot. Yeah. So, really, that's kind of where I think I've just following my gut, following what feels good. A lot of it very looking at synchronicities and whether it's travel or business. And that's kind of where. It's how I ended up everywhere, even actually with the Women's Travel Fest. Yeah. <laughs> even acquiring that, I kind of, I felt like it was very, a lot of synchronicity involved to that. I hope that's what it meant, that it yeah. that's what it was and that's what it means. But right. I kind of, I don't know, just follow that kind of a journey. Yeah, no, I think that's really important in business because just like travel, like you said, nothing will go as planned. I am a planner. I In my notes app, I have Excel sheets. I have all this stuff. At least that's how I started, where I was like, all right, I'm going to hit this on this day, at this time, book this thing, do this, do that. And now after three years of traveling, it's I've gotten away from that because it almost, I don't want to say ruins the trip, but just makes you feel bad that you weren't able to do everything on your list. Whereas now I'm going into it more, whoever I meet, wherever I go, I have the flexibility. And so like you were saying with your business, it's super important to have that flexible mindset or limitless mindset, like you said, because something is bound to happen that was not on your plan. That wasn't even like a thought in your head a couple of years ago. And here it is your biggest revenue stream, not necessarily being your biggest revenue stream anymore, but you can't just give up. So like you said, you have to kind of figure out where to go from here. So I think that's a really important 
tip for people that are starting businesses or in the business space. So it's okay to pivot. Like you're the owner of the business. Like you're the person that makes these decisions. So I think that's really important. But kind of going into Women's Travel Fest, which is actually how we know each other. So I went to Women's Travel Fest for the first time last year. And it was such an incredible conference. I had talked about this in the last episode, but travel conferences are like no other conference. You meet so many people that are like-minded. It's not corporate. It's not super professional. It's more like networking and fun. And you're still learning a lot. There's still a lot to talk about. And there's so many people to me and so many different experiences to have. And I don't think I'll ever be able to go to any other conferences after going to travel conferences because they're the best. So to kind of switch gears and talk more about Women's Travel Fest, can you kind of talk about the process of acquiring Women's Travel Fest and what your vision is for it? (laughs) It's funny. It's just like literally I was just I was like a Saturday afternoon in December last year and I was just searching just like online. I'm like, oh, what does a traditional business look like in the U.S.? I don't know why I was doing this on a Saturday afternoon. Like, okay, it's cold. I'm here. I was like not I was not anywhere sunny or fun. So I was just looking and I'm like, oh, look, I'm like, what does that cost? And I came across a listing for this web for this conference. And I'm like, is that Women's Travel Fest? I like, I emailed Kelly right away. I'm like, are you selling the conference? Like I saw it for sale. So, and literally that just kind of spawned it off. And she's just, well, yeah, it's time. And if you know anybody that's interested and literally I was just like, I am. Yeah. And just that. And not probably all like my decisions in life, you probably not very well thought out, but not really thinking about the responsibility I was taking on, but it just seems so, what are the chances that just happened? Yeah. And it seemed like the stars aligned in two weeks, we were able to close the deal and do it in a way where it was sort of like, I felt like I was, we were able to do it together, like part, like almost like partners and people commented that we were able to start to do that, the handoff in a very graceful way. Yeah. And I love that because I do feel like we were able to do it in a in like a mutually supportive way. So it all seems so right and so easy. So I am not a planner. Yeah. I am not an event. I feel like the opposite of you. It was like the most intense situation ever. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to yeah. die. Lee. Yeah. Uh, but in the end, it was such a, it was such an incredible experience. And I really wanted to be a part of it because I always wanted to have a conference for my community and kind of bring people together. It's amazing when the energy and when you meet people that oh, just yeah. kind of get you and you can, when you're traveling and people are like, well, yeah, we're going like, oh yeah. And then you just have these conversations like, oh yeah, like Vietnam. Yeah, cool. I was a sapo. Really? Okay. Did you go here? Oh no. But you next time it's normal. And then when you're at home with your friends, they're like, oh yeah, how's your trip? It's like, yeah, well, I wanted this like tuck tuck. And then this happened. They're like, right. Yeah. So like blazing out, like totally not really on the same wavelength. Right. And then as you get older, then people are like settling and doing like more traditional, even more traditional things that they were doing before. So it's hard to really connect. But then you're at these, like you said, these conferences. And because it is travel, it's, it doesn't feel like it's it's just like, it's not about business. It's like you're there because you want to be there. Like the networking's not there because, well, you have to make these connections. It's like, you get to make these connections. You get to meet these people. And some people maybe that you've been following for a while or people that you're like, 
oh my God, you're an inspiration or someone you would have never, you don't have no idea who they are, but they just have the chance to change your life. And I've been to other conferences and they're all so special and they all have something. But for me, I really connected with Kelly's. And when I attended hers a few years back, it was really, there was this sort of welcoming like this. It was just welcoming in a different way because it's not a business conference. It's just for travelers. Yeah. Sure. There are some business talk like conversations. There's content, of course, travel content creators and a lot of people that travel create content, right. yeah, but it's not about that. So it was very just, hey, let's just celebrate. Let's all just hold hug and be happy. And I don't know, talk about travel and right. like, like totally supporting of each other as women. And it was just so. And Kelly's vibe is so mellow that way as well. And I'm like so high maintenance. So I'm just like, okay, like trying to embody Kelly's mellow vibe a little bit. But so it was just so special. I really wanted to keep it going and be able to be a part of that and be able to give back to others. And the the community that I'd cultivated over with Travel Fashion Girl over the years was really inspiring because after doing this for so long, it's, it gets exhausting and it's really tiring and it's just, it does become work and it did become work after so long. And it's just, I don't want to do this. But then you see the conversations and it was, even though my website was about, is about packing, it's about something like packing a suitcase and all the millions of details that go along with it. But the the women, the group were talking about the empowerment that they felt about being able to bring a smaller suitcase or being able to carry their own suitcase or, oh my God, when I was like, it's, you get to Paris and there's no elevators and there's tiny little stairs yeah. and you're like on the fifth, on the fourth, but it's really the fifth floor. And you're like dragging a bunch of stuff and you don't, it's something smaller detailed or like running after the train and the trains that you're trying to catch it, but you can, you made it and you're able to do these things. So like the confidence and empowerment that it like these experiences just from a suitcase or just from being knowledgeable that it brought to my community, I wanted to do that more like that then became the reward. Yeah. So now hopefully with Women's Travel Fest, I get to take that and create, take it to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that it definitely has that in its future. And I think it already has built such a a great community of travelers. But I also think that Women's Travel Fest, I felt like was very open to people who had never traveled before. I've also been to conferences where it's more seasoned travelers. And so you're kind of learning how to grow your business or you already have a platform or things like that. Whereas Women's Travel Fest, you could either be a couple years into the game or you could not even know where to start. And I think that's a great mix because when you are meeting people, like they almost become your mentors, your friends, people you'd want to travel with. Yeah. So I think that it's it's a really cool conference and I'm excited to see how it comes together this year and in the years to come. Thank you. And that's a really cool thing, right? It just becomes about whether it's about traveling. Someone, maybe they don't want to be a content creator or they don't want to work and travel, but they are like, oh, I'm saving and hopefully one day I'll be able to travel. And it's just like, well, how much do you have? I remember having this conversation and it's just, well, how much do you have? And I'm like, wow, that's more money than I had when I went yeah. for a year. Like you're there, like you can do it. And so it's being able to have someone kind of hold your hand and be like, look, this is how, why don't you call me? Why don't we meet up? And but just the openness of people to share and support and embrace and even the now like getting a chance to do my first Women's Travel Fest, like the existing Women's Travel Fest community, I wasn't sure how they were going to react with the transition. But so many people have been like, like, I want to be there. I want to support you. And it's definitely so touching just to be able to, there's something special about 
being able to kind of expand your circle in such a way where people want to help, where people want to support, where you see someone as I embrace and I empower you. I embrace and uplift myself. And it's just that sort of sharing is amazing. It's not just about it's there's it's not competitive or it's not oh I've traveled more than you not and I all. know when I've traveled and met I like in the beginning I used to meet a lot of people that were like oh yeah I've been to this many right. and I feel like it's not it's not right. like that at all it becomes more of a level playing field and I love that I love that it feels like family yeah yeah it does so. I know that we had kind of talked at the beginning about how you were overwhelmed by all of the things that you're doing, even just hearing it all listed out. I think a lot of us like multi-passionate entrepreneurs have all this stuff going on, but we don't actually take a step back and be like, oh my God, we're actually doing all of this at once. So my question for you is, how are you managing to balance running a multi-million dollar company while acquiring and running a travel conference now and your real estate properties Technically all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, balancing it pretty poorly. <laughs> I think the only, well, up until, like I said, travel, fa- travel, fashion girls transitioning a little. So that's a whole other thing that's going on now. But I think up until now, it's really kind of felt more seasonal. Sort of like the Women's Travel Fest is sort of the Q4 and Q1 of the year almost. That's when it's hardcore stuff happening And then I was kind of like real estating, I guess, like Q2 and Q3. Yeah. And then travel fashion girling, like in between all of uh, like all of it all in between of it all. And somewhere in there, like doing mom stuff as well. Do that part. Yeah. It's pretty, it's a little bit pretty full on. I'm not going to lie. It's, I'm like the most disorganized person in the world. Mm -hmm. And so now that's not getting easier. And I also am not traveling as much. So I'd like to start traveling again. I really hope to start traveling long-term. So I'm kind of like in a bit of a, a like, what is it? Like a turning point, but also kind of going back to where I was almost like when I quit my job, mm-hmm. when I quit my corporate job, because it's still kind of remembering what's your why. And right. I think that's the thing. And even with the friend, a fellow content creator that I was chatting with yesterday, she was talking about growing her YouTube channel and the five-year game plan and scaling and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, why? It's just, well, what's your why? And it's just, I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in what you're supposed to do as a business person, what you're supposed to do. So even though we're living our lives really differently, but we're getting caught up in sort of like the traditional roles of work, right? Yeah. So it becomes that we're like, I don't know, maybe that's just the trend people are going towards is getting on the rat race, but for themselves, which in a way, yeah. it's like cool because then if you're gonna do it, you might as well do it for yourself, right? Because right. and that's for me where the real estate comes into play into kind of building generational wealth or really kind of trying to look at the next steps of my life. But it's also wait, why did I start doing this to begin with? Yeah. Like, I started I used to like didn't not I didn't start the businesses to travel because I was already traveling, but my why of giving up my life of being in the rat race was to travel. So it's okay looking to step back. So right now I think that's kind of in the moment where I'm in is trying to pull back. So I'm kind of like trying to see, okay, well, what can I release? What Mm -hmm. can I let go of? How can I tick things off my list? Okay. 
well, I invested a lot of time in doing this project, but you know what? I think I'm just going to have to let it go and be okay with that. And I think that's one of the things I've really learned to learned in this journey for me is just letting go. Same way I let go of my job. I let go of my life. I let go of my belongings. I let go of my car. I sold all my clothes. And that's really freeing. And it's really reassuring that, okay, well, it's fast forward later and I've got clothes. I've got a place to live. I've got, yeah. like, you, you always can get these things again. It's what's the worst case. So I'm, I think I've got too caught up in the, like this cycle. So my goal is I want to travel. I want to do that again. I want to take care of myself and I want to it's pursue what I originally started doing because what is, what makes me happy? Like what brings me joy? Like what was it in, you know, being in travel and being around the world. And if I'm not doing that and here I am trying to build all these other things, like what's the point? Right. It's like, I think there's like, what is it the four hour work week or whatever that tells the story about the, and I'm sure that's not the only place that tells the story, but right. whatever, that's where I remember reading it. It was just, oh, this guy goes up to the fisherman in the small town and beach, t- like the small little beach town. It's, oh, well, why are you, why, why don't you get more fishing boats and get a bigger crew? And the guy was like, why? Well, what do I want to do that for? He's like, so you can grow your business and make more money. And the guy was like, well, why do I want more money and grow my business? So one day you can like retire and then you have like wealth and you can retire. And then he's for what? So then I can like, and he's, yeah, so you can just be on a beach and everything. He's well, what I'm already doing that. Yeah. So like he didn't actually need all the stuff, yeah. and all the money to get to the place where he will, he already was because he was living that life. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of where content creators and I mean, even me, right? And us, I set off to be a traveler and I became a business owner, yeah. which is wonderful. I always wanted to do that. And it's great. But now that I have the business, isn't the whole point of working for yourself? Well, why are you doing that? Isn't it the whole beauty is that you get to make your own hours and experience life? Right. But if you've given up life to work, well, then we're not really any better yeah. than we were to begin with, Right. 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 So that's kind of the like full circle moment that I'm at is trying to give up. Like, what can I give up? And even travel fashion girl, it's kind of making a decision. Does it end? Does it not end? Is that okay? What's the, do I being able to look at it and kind of trying to see the bigger picture because like in five, 10 years, I quit my job once and I started over. I mean, COVID came and decimated my business and we went, we, we came back and everything was okay. And I guess I'm not really afraid of in, I guess my, like the journey from learning to travel and give everything up is letting go has been a lot of letting go. And in that letting go knowing, Hey, it all worked out. Okay. It didn't actually work out too bad for me. It actually worked out pretty good. Yeah. Maybe it will in the future as well. If I did it before I can do it again. So that's the balance is trying to just remember just trying to remember the why you got into things in the first place, why you're doing it. And maybe your why shifts yeah. and that's okay as well. It doesn't have to be the same original thing. And I don't know, I might get back on the road and be like, ah, you know, I don't want to do this. And be a balance just alone and travel mm-hmm. versus living out of a suitcase full, for me full time. Maybe it's a thing where the balance of traveling is working for four to six. I mean, sorry, like traveling for four to six weeks and coming back home and like maybe going head down on work four to six weeks. And that's how I did it when I started. I would actually, because I was a full-time traveler, I would travel 
five days a week and work for two days a week. So I yeah. did, you know, and I was like, when I worked like all day long, sitting in like a random Indonesian like restaurant with barely any, barely any Wi-Fi, like in, yeah. <laughs> what was it by like Komodo? I forgot what island it was like to go diving in Komodo, but you know, it's just like working nonstop. And then for five days, I was like, okay, well, I already like work. So I'm going to just block everything out yeah. and travel. And that was my life. And I liked that was a great balance. I didn't grow, but I maintained. So I think that's what I kind of would love to do maybe going forward. I'm like talking through. You're, you're <laughs> my travel <laughs> therapist. <laughs> I'm like talking through the process with you right now. I'm creating that balance. Maybe it's like after Women's Travel Fest, like I could travel for like four to six weeks and I come back and then I like work and then go for four to six weeks. Yeah. And work keeping that in mind, it's kind of like maybe also approaching projects that I, that will only take four to six weeks at right. a time versus, and not too many projects. I think that's my problem. It was just yeah. like, I'm going to create this really big goal. And then I accomplished it. And I'm like, oh my God, there's a lot of stuff that it's like, it doesn't, it's not just the goal you check mark. It's just, okay, that goal, like you required a bunch of like little things to actually right. get through it all. But anyway, there's my right. rambling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think you mentioned so many very true aspects of not only being a business owner, not only just being a human in this society, and not only being a traveler, content creator, like all of those things go hand in hand, no matter what industry you're in, no matter what you're doing, whether you're in the corporate world, whether you're a content creator, whether you're an entrepreneur, I think that the constant cycle of A, deciding your why And if your why is literally climbing a corporate ladder and like being in that space, then that's amazing. You figured it out for this time. You know what I mean? In five years, will it still be the same? Who knows? But for right now, if that's why you want to do things, then that's great and, and go ahead and do them. But then you get to a point where you're like, okay, well, am I still being fulfilled? And I think that's something that's super important when it comes to being a business owner, because at first, of course, you're fulfilled because you just quit your job and you're working for yourself and you can create your own hours and do this and do that. But something I learned from starting my own business is you quit your 40 hour week job to work 24 hours a day <laughs> all the time. You Like you said, oh, I'll have all this freedom. I'll do this. I'll do that. But then all you're thinking about is your business because that becomes your highest priority. And a lot of people thrive in that space, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't like that basically nonstop working because you're going to bed thinking about new business ideas and waking up. How am I going to implement this? Even though you haven't even started on the first business idea you thought you thought of. So yeah, I definitely think that it's this constant cycle. And I think that I always like to hear how people balance all the stuff that they're doing, entrepreneurs, but most people say that they don't because it's extremely hard to find that balance. And then once you do, life happens. You know what I mean? You deciding, okay, you want to work four to six weeks and then travel four to six weeks. Well, what if the flights don't line up? What if another opportunity comes? What if life just happens? And so I think balance is something that's really hard. And when it comes to creating or having your priorities, it's almost like that is also ever-changing. And that's pivoting too, pivoting in life of what do I want to do? Is this still important? And I like what you said about being okay with letting go and being like giving yourself permission to just be like, you know what? This was a very successful venture. This was a very successful whatever for the past 
however many years. But right now, this is my new focus. And I'm just going to have to focus on that. And I think that's something that's really hard to do, though, because like you said, you've invested a majority of your life, of your adult life into a company or into creating content, your Instagram, your podcast, your website, whatever it is. And then most people are like, well, now I have to give it up. But look at everything that you've done since you started and everything that's to come. I saw this podcast too, where this guy said something like, sometimes when things don't work out the way you want them to, they're actually working out better than you could have ever imagined. And so for you, maybe you didn't even know your dream or your goal was to have a conference. You know what I mean? And here you are planning one in Mexico next year. And so I think that's something that is like really important to remember is sometimes things are working out better than you could have ever imagined. You just can't see it right now. Yeah. And that's, and it really is right. So it's all in hindsight. It's like, sometimes like you're in the middle of something and it's just, wow, why am I here? And it's the worst thing in the world. And it's very frustrating. But then you look back one, two, three years from now, and it's just things have changed. Mm-hmm. And, and it's maybe they've changed, right? Not always. They don't always go. It's not everything's like, Yay, happy. But, you know, like in, in a lot of cases, sometimes they do change and you can look back and be like, you know, what I was struggling with back then, it has impacted me this way. And it's also a memory. Like I got through that and I got through it and now I'm doing this or it's impacted me and now it's inspired me to do this or Maybe when you finally get out of that place, it's okay, let's look past that. What's next, right? How to utilize that and being able to move forward. It's, I don't really think it's, way, I, I guess for, I don't know, it's just different. It hurts. I yeah. think, for example, like when I quit my job, I really liked my corporate job because that was yeah. always my goal. I wanted to climb up the corporate ladder and I had a really awesome job. I loved it. So I have, I would have been, I would have happily stayed there for forever. So that really hurt. And I was depressed and I was so sad when it all fell apart. And it took a lot of soul searching, right? And traveling, going through this breakup of my old job. Yeah, and, right. You know, who, who was I without my, without my title at my company? And that's, okay. I think that's going through that process. So whatever it is, it's like you're grieving something and grieving the loss of something. But if that's kind of where I'm at like now, or actually the best example, I guess the reassurance that I have for this more so is 2020. Like my business was gone and so many travel creators. But from that, we actually came to really big lessons happen. We had the biggest year we've ever had, even before 2020 with us with less traffic. I think like in 2022, it was like our biggest year ever in 2023. Wow, yeah up until two months ago is going to be even bigger than that. Yeah. So that was incredible because what we learned and what I learned in co- in 20, end of 2020 was just to let go. Mm-hmm. And that was another, that was a big thing. I actually quit and I, I didn't tell anybody I was quitting. And obviously I, I came back, but, oh, right. I, <laughs> but it's just like, I quit and I'm like, I just said, I'm done. It's over. I'm going to let travel fashion girl go. And I told my team, you know what, let's just go on maintenance mode. Let's just keep it going, but just like quietly. We're not like scale, grow, push. Right, right. (laughs) And we just went into a maintenance mode where I told everybody, hey, be gentle with yourself. This is not, I'm not, and it wasn't going to let it go. I didn't want to let my team go. It's not, 
I wanted to keep them going. And as long as the business had it was had enough money to pay them, maybe give me some cash too. Cool. But if they could be taken care of and they were still a part of it, that's kind of where I was at. And just to keep it going. But the main thing we did was we were very purposeful with our time. I said, nothing should stress you out about the way we're working. If you feel yeah. stressed, then we're not doing it the right way because we already lost everything. There's nothing we can do to make it worse. Well, I didn't know. It was it could get actually worse. But, you know, like in that moment, it was like, there's nothing you guys can do to hurt the business. We've already done. We've already been there. So let's move slower. Let's go. We like slow and steady. And it was that slow and steady pace and me also stepping away and taking that moment, just like not being in the business really as much anymore that propelled us then to grow and everybody in that moment and like really kind of the team really grew together because they were, I think, empowered more than ever. They were understanding the business much greater, their opinions. They had a chance to look at everything, understand it all, take more ownership of it. And in turn, the result was amazing. We were able to come through it together, become through it stronger by, it really was by letting go. And being, having to just being like the acceptance of it. So that's kind of like where it is. And if that's the way it goes, well, it happened once. Like, why can't I do it again? Now, if I was going to stop, let's say I stopped, I'm not going to stop. I'm not really going to stop doing anything. Like, you know, but just kind of mentally making that commitment to be like, you know what? I'm not doing this. That's like a release in itself. And in taking a break, it's just like, totally rejuvenated to go with like, okay, I'm back. Let's yeah. do it. Let's go. I've got all these ideas, but let's do it slowly. But yeah, yeah. I'm super I rejuvenated after three months. Like that was my big, I'm going to quit moment. Uh, so, but it, I came back so much more, so much clearer and stronger. And it, it, it was evident for me, for the community, for everybody, for the team. So now I just kind of look at it. It was like, okay, well, I'm small. I've learned a lot more. I have more skills. If I was going to start over, what's the worst thing that can happen? And I'm like, okay, yeah. if content creation ended, nothing in the whole world, like <laughs> I couldn't do anything online, Google, Amazon, Facebook, which have already all against me this year. Yeah. If it was, and if it really ended, it's okay. So I go get a job. Right. Okay. It's just, right. okay. And what's wrong with that? It's, right. it's just knowing that it's just like the worst case really isn't the worst case. I'm very fortunate. I have a lot I was able to make it happen on 30 bucks a day, 50 bucks yeah. a day. You know, I can, and that's another cool thing about traveling is getting to experience these things. Like there's so many life lessons that I've learned. It's just like nitty gritty, scrappy things. And that's kind of still like the approach to travel. Like it's impactful in so many different ways. And if you give yourself also like the opportunity to just really be present in the moment. And that's one of the personal things that's really hard for me to see travelers, what's going, like how people are traveling right now. And that's the the big part of the inspiration for the next Women's Travel Fest is for people to disconnect and really kind of give themselves a chance to be there for themselves and have those moments for themselves. And I'm going to encourage people to kind of put their phones down, get some good old fashioned journals out. I'm going to yeah. get people journals and have it have some writing exercises and mindful exercises because those have been the life-changing moments for me. Those have been, or personally usually, but also for business when like you yeah. let, like those things come in in that time. So 
there's so much magic and impact that travel can have. But if you like, but also when you're letting that happen and not letting the kind of the grind and the traditional, like the traditional, the other things, it's all external. But at the end of the day, we all love travel and not all of us love travel. Not all of us love travel because it's impactful for us personally. Some of us love travel because it enables us to make money and whether that buys things or more travel, well, that's up to the individual, but but still just being able to actually stop and enjoy and be there and be present. So I, I don't know. I really encourage people to take some time and kind of try to find a schedule if they are working while they're traveling, either remote workers or, or content creators or business owners is to to create a schedule where it's, can you like hustle for two to three days a week and make it and travel more? And when you're traveling, like disconnect, I know like get to a destination, like get the work out of the way and then just kind of chill. And then that's it. Or vice versa, like chill, enjoy, get inspiration for content and then do it at the end. I don't know. Sorry, just like a long tangent, but I don't know. No, yeah, it's right, right, (laughs) exactly, exactly. And I think the most important, one of the most important things you said was about being present because you can take that advice into any, anything you're doing, whether you're like, I found myself when I would, when I was traveling, I was never present and I didn't realize this until afterwards, but never because I had all of these plans. I had all this stuff in my head about, all right, who am I going to meet? What am I going to do? I'm solo traveling, but I'm like thinking about all of these other things. I like did not enjoy where I was. Like I'm sitting in all of these national parks and, you know, taking pictures and all of this sort of stuff. But I didn't actually sit down and look at where I was and be like, holy shit, like this is real. Am I really here right now? And I think that those moments can happen, whether you're traveling, whether you're like, in front of your successful business, I think that a lot of people don't even realize that their business has become successful because they're always like looking for what's next. They hit a $10,000 month. All right, how can we get to 20? Like things like that. And it's again, a nonstop cycle. So I think being present and almost having those moments of taking a step back or just looking at what you're doing and appreciating it is by far the best thing you can do in terms of realizing how much you've accomplished by what you've been stressing over, by what you've been doing all this time. That's a good point. And being present really, like you said, can be, it's not just about travel, but it's also about other aspects of your life. And it can also really apply to business. And I think that's kind of a really big problem. I think probably why I'm so overwhelmed because I'm not present in anything I'm doing because I'm just doing so much and so little. So like a book that I read that was really helpful when I was hitting the grind on TFG like several years ago and focused on growing it and was Traction. I don't know if you've read the book or you've heard of it. I didn't read the whole thing. I read like four chapters, but that was yeah. good enough for me. I'm not like, oh, I've got like a hundred books to recommend. I've got like four that I've read. Right. But this one was really helpful because it's just kind of real, the concept of doing more by doing less. So mm-hmm. it's just, okay. So right. And this is kind of what I'm trying to, I was trying to conceptualize how to accomplish this since I've got real estate conference, travel fashion girl and personal life. You, to take care of, I was like, okay, well, how can, what could that, what can that look like? Can it be like one week because they're all big projects? Can I just do, okay, this week I'm only going to focus 
on real estate and I'm going to finalize, but I'm going to finish this project and or move forward. So at the end of the week, it's just, it's either done or I'm moving forward because I'm finding that all my projects, because I'm not present in either one fully, I'm not fully in one. It's just like only like super scattered things. Like everything's just moving forward so slowly. So that's kind of the balance I'm trying to find is how to be present with one thing, knock it off the list. And then once those things happen, hopefully not take on more stuff, right. like how to say no, how to create boundaries, even if yeah. something sounds exciting, that shiny object, it's, I can have, I, there'll be another opportunity, right? Yeah. There, there can always be another opportunity. So yeah, no, I think that what you said, it's not like being present really has a lot to do with how we're successful personally with business or even in relationships, just taking the time to be there with that person and not be like everywhere else, even when you're sleeping and you know, just for something else. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 I had a thought and then I just lost it. Oh, I was going to say the thing about the to-do list thing that you were saying where you want to finalize and check it off. I'm almost in the same boat as you when it comes to, I want to do everything in one day. And then at at the end of the day, nothing is actually checked off because only an hour of my time was spent on something that could have been done in three hours, but now I have to focus on it tomorrow. And then again, I'm only spending an hour on it. So then it's still not done and so on. And so I was just talking about this the other day, how I feel like my to-do list is never ending because... I'm really trying to figure out a way to check things off. So that way, when I am adding things on, I'm not just piling it up on the massive to-do list. I can actually focus on it and get it done. But that just goes back to being present and being like, okay, here's my priority for the day. I can do this other stuff tomorrow. It doesn't need to even be looked at today. It's fine. Nothing will happen to it. And yeah, just kind of going from there. But yeah. I think to kind of in my head, one of the, I like to kind of think about, okay, well, trying to kind of compare something that I've already done, I guess in my previous life, obviously just like like previous, like normal, like regular traditional corporate life is having five credit cards, right? And this is what I was telling myself yesterday. This is how like you have to approach this. I'm trying to to make it really under, like really understandable. So it's easy versus overwhelming. So then, okay, you had five credit cards. You paid off one at a time. Right. You worked by paying like one off and then, you know, you made the minimal payments on the rest. And then all of a sudden one was done and it's just, I knocked it out one by one. And then I had zero debt, awesome credit score. You know what I mean? It's just, okay, well, I can do that again. Can I knock it off and trying to figure out what does that look like? to finish the project. So trying to break it down, I'm like, okay, does that mean that I only work on one thing on a Monday and the other thing on a Tuesday? And then realizing that's not actually enough to really, really make a dent to move forward. So I'm like, I have four weeks before I want to go on a trip. And I'm like, I really been wanting to go on this trip forever. And I like got a an amazing like point deal. So I'm like, "Ah, I'm so excited. I have to go. Right. So and obviously I want to go, I want to travel. So I'm like trying to figure out, okay, in four weeks, can I really starting, I guess next week, but can I just do one thing a week and then knock it off the list? And it's really hard to commit to that. It's really yeah. hard because it is overwhelming and it's just, there's so much to do. And like women's travel fast. Okay, there's a deadline coming. It's yeah. happening. What am I going to do? But it's just, okay, if I don't sell tickets this week, because I haven't gone super hard on promo, because my brain is 
somewhere else and I can't be present to actually take care of it versus if I took care of this week, that next week went all like, like super into it. And then people feel like you're into it. And I'm like, so far, and the, the letting going, being okay with stuff, it's okay. So far, we've sold an awesome amount of tickets. It's okay if we don't sell any for a week. And we have naturally, but it's just like, it's trying to convince yes. yourself that things are okay. Like you said earlier, giving yourself permission to let it go, permission to just know, I didn't open my email today. Can I open it tomorrow? Or like right. at the end of the day, well, you know, right. what's the worst? And it's again, goes back to what's the worst that can happen. I think somebody in a conference recently, was it Aline Tamir at Women's mm-hmm. Travel Fest? Did she, was she the one who said that it's just like, what if you changed the um, narrative and you were like, well, what's the best thing that can happen? Right. Right. What if I like, what if I did do this? What are the, not what's the worst, what's the best case? So yeah, that's, that's also another shift in perspective. I hear myself saying a lot right now as we're talking, like the worst case, I'm like, but actually what's the best case? If I actually just stopped and I finished that awesome, I would feel so much better. Like how would that impact me personally, financially? So I think that's this therapy session we're having right now. Right. Hopefully after this, you have all this clarity. You can go into the rest of the year with a a clear mind. (laughs) Exactly. It'll be like before and after, like what happened? Right. It'll be a success story. I'm like, I hope that everything is a success story. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being on. And where can people find you and kind of follow along with what's coming up in this upcoming year? Well, to learn everything about how to pack stylishly light for anywhere in the world, head over to travelfashiongirl.com. We like have the best travel shoes, the best denim jacket, the best underwear. I mean, the best of everything and every anything and everything that you need to travel, how to downsize your toiletries, best packing cubes. And also, of course, I have my own packing cubes and my own travel accessories, which we're going to be growing the coming year. They're called Compass Rose Travel Accessories. They're currently being sold on Amazon, but obviously Amazon's not being super friendly with me. So (laughs) I'm probably going to pull them and start a Shopify store of my own. And aside from that, obviously, we've talked a lot about Women's Travel Fest. So it's womenstravelfest.com. You can find us on Instagram. Usually we're most active on Instagram. And that Women's Travel Fest is a conference that brings together about 300 to 400 female travelers that just have a love for travel and want to find a community. And it's not just about travel tips, I think, and like learning and education. It's just about being surrounded by the energy and other people that just get you. And that really has the power then to kind of follow suit in a domino effect with other parts of your life, whether it's travel or other things. So travel fashion girl, Compass Rose Travel Accessories and Women's Travel Fest. And if anybody's going to El Salvador, Playa del Carmen or the Red River Gorge in Kentucky, I have Airbnbs there too. (laughs) (laughs) So as you can tell, Alex obviously has a lot going on, a lot going for her and a lot that she's doing in the world. So make sure to follow along. And again, thank you so much for being on. Thank you, Sam. This has been an awesome and very clarifying conversation. I really appreciate you having me on. (laughs) 